Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. This is a list of all the things that I've searched for within the last 24 hours on Pornhub. Gay locker room jocks. Gay breeding. Gay treasure island media. Gay massage. Gay Raphael Alencier. Gay bareback sex. Gay Mexico. Gay daddy son. <laughs> Gay missionary boys with missionary misspelled. I must have been drunk on that one. Gay Armand Rizzo. Gay BBC. Gay Latino dick suck. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on, but like literally I have not one style. I really love it all. And it really just depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> really don't even know what to say. I'm like speechless, dumbfounded. I, I don't know how to answer this question in this moment. Everything in my head is telling me absolutely fucking not. But then again, there's this little piece in the back of my brain that's actually thinking about it. That's actually saying like, maybe I should just give this a try. I mean, nobody's asked me this ever once in my life before. It, it sounds a little enticing. A little intriguing and kind of a little hot too. Who knows? I might actually like it. <laughs> the year was 2010, you guys, and I was showing up to this guy's place for a quick blowjob, or so I thought, in this moment before my work shift that day. And as I walked through his door, he asked this question. This question that I had never been asked up to this moment in my life. And I really just didn't know how to react or what to say. He was asking me if he wouldn't mind if he filmed me while I sucked his dick in that moment. And part of me was saying, fuck no. You know how you have that little angel on the side of your shoulder that's saying, no, absolutely not. Run, get out of there now. You don't need this. This is not what you should ever do in your fucking life. But then there's that little devil on the other side of your shoulder telling you that's so fucking hot. He wants to fucking film you. Suck that fucking dick like a porn star. So what do you do? And as I looked across at him, as he waited for my response in that moment, I just didn't know what to fucking say. I was like wrestling with the option of 
Should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? Should I just leave or should I just fucking start sucking his dick and let him film me? I don't really know what to do. So, of course, I just looked at him and I accepted. And as I got on my knees that day and started to go down on his dick and I saw that little light on his camera turn on and I knew that he was recording. I was so fucking into it, you guys. I fucking felt like a goddamn porn star. And I feel that I sucked his dick so aggressively to a place that I probably wouldn't have done had he not been recording. And you guys, listen, he promised me that he wouldn't show anyone. So, I mean, why not, right? Like, he, I guess, revealed that it was like one of his weird little fetishes that he liked to record people sucking his dick and then he would jerk off to it later. That's like how he got himself off in his alone time. And why not help another guy out with their fetish, right? I mean, it sounds innocent. It sounds like there's nothing that could possibly ever go wrong in that situation, right? (laughs) So fast forward to fucking 2017 and here I sit in my room getting ready for my day and I realize that I have such a hectic work day that I have to jerk off really quick before I go in because I just need the edge taken off of that fucked up day that I'm about to walk into. So as I start my porn hub search through porn after porn after porn after porn and just realize that if I'm gonna get off, I really just need to find that one that's gonna make me get off. And you find yourself going down this slippery slope of all of these rabbit holes of this genre and that genre. And before you know it, suddenly to your complete and total fucking shock, you find that very video that was filmed all the way back in 2010 it was fully fucking circulated on Pornhub for God knows how fucking long and what the actual fuck. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means when you go over to that grinder guy's house and he says, lights, camera, sex tape. <laughs> now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. 
and this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to the show that really just is the dirtiest, raunchiest film that has leaked out to the entire podcast world. My Gay Expose Podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to really just be filmed on camera while having sex with a guy, whether you like it or not. (laughs) We're going to talk about the difference between amateur style versus produced style porn and how I fervently believe that amateur porn especially with the like blow up of OnlyFans within the last couple of years, is fully going to far surpass anything that would ever be a high quality production style gay porn. And are production style porns going extinct? We'll find out the answers to all of those questions and more. And actually, this week we asked you, the listeners, as well as a few of my friends, What's your preference in regards to amateur style porn versus produced porn? And tell me all the reasons why. We'll talk about a few of those stories that I've specifically had where I've randomly found myself having sex with guys on video, sometimes knowing and sometimes not knowing. And then we'll talk about so many friends that I randomly have just stumbled upon on a video or just people I know or just casually met or whatever And like looked at this porn video and been like, oh my God, I know that guy. What the fuck? And we'll just get some of those stories this week. And then we'll actually talk about my biggest production style slash amateur porn that I actually starred in and didn't realize that after it was published, that it was on a situation that would really just distribute it out to the entire fucking world to thousands and thousands and thousands viewers. And that was one of the most horrific moments in my life and how I reacted to all of that, blah, 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 etc. We're just going to talk about fucking porn this week. But first, before we actually pull our pants down and start jerking off to a porn and then suddenly realize, holy shit, that's that guy that I hooked up with the other week. He's in this fucking video. Why didn't he do that with me? First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that maybe you didn't understand, you know, maybe I didn't even understand, or you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck, oh my God, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys, so check it out. Last week's expose Entering his sexy era with extra special guest Gaddison was so much fucking fun. Uh, he's just such a joy to talk to. And I really hope that all of you out there who listened along downloaded his song, 
paid him for his hard work, like streamed his shit on Apple Podcasts, not Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Apple Music or Spotify, and even took a look at the video on YouTube when it debuted the following day that the expose dropped. You guys all did that, right? You, you, you know, you accepted the assignment, you did all the things, and I'm so thankful and grateful for all of you out there for, you know, supporting Gaddison. And, you know, it actually was a really, the episode itself had a high reception. It kind of outperformed the stereotypical uh, pattern that I've been seeing here on the show. So, you know, maybe we got a lot of music people out there that listen through, but at any rate, if you haven't done any of those things yet, go to Apple Music, Spotify, or YouTube and check out Jealousy, the latest single from Gaddison. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I've personally listened and like watched the video multiple times. It's good shit. And I also want to shout out to Logan, I am so fucking sorry that I mispronounced your last name to a place where I feel so bad. You guys, I am so sensitive to people mispronouncing my name because obviously my name is spelled in a different way. And so, listen, if I had a dime for how many times I got into the backseat of an Uber and they said Rayoni or Raani, I would be so rich that I wouldn't have to be working in this world. So I am so sorry, Logan, once again for mispronouncing your last name last week. I feel so awful about it, and I just wanted to, you know, make sure that I mentioned it once again. All right, you guys, so it is crunch time. I am just literally months away from my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey, and I need your help to help me raise $3,500 for one of the most incredible organizations that I am so proud to be a part of. 100% of the proceeds go directly to these life-changing and life-saving resources that everybody at one point in their life needs to go get your sex test, go get your HIV test, all of it. And it is covered free of charge for those who walk into either the Strut Clinic here in San Francisco or the Los Angeles LGBT Center down in LA. And it's just an organization that I am so passionate about. I'm so proud to be a part of, and you need to help me out. Please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Links in this week's show notes, links in all of my websites, links in every single one of my social media bios. If you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. And that being said, I need you all to do one more thing. Go over to Ronnie Washburn. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com and pick your next piece from the Bossy Power Bottom Wear Collection for your upcoming gay or pride event. Again, we're approaching Pride Month. It's just around the corner. Get your shit now before it sells out because, I mean, you never know. It potentially could happen. And I am so confident that there is a piece on this line that you need to either wear to a gay or pride-related event or just shit that you want to rock at the gym to ensure that that hot jock top will fuck you in the showers. RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. Bossy Power Bottom Wear.
So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a bow chicka bow bow themed undertone, first, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners. What is your preference in porn? Is it amateur or is it production style porn? And tell me why you prefer the one that you selected. So let's get some of those responses now. Michael says, amateur. I want to envision myself as the people having sex and seeing that they're performing and having regular sex just like everybody else and just like me is hot. Mars says, it depends on who's producing it. For example, Chichi LaRue used to have amazing fantasy style porns. It really just all depends. But my neighbor does amazing amateur porn and solo work. Timothy says, I prefer amateur. It's just more believable that the two people you're watching are actually having sex. With production style porn, I often find myself like looking at the facial expressions of each of the actors, wondering if they're really having sex and really enjoying it, or if they're just playing pretend. And I shouldn't have to think about that when I'm jerking off. (laughs) This is a very good point. Victor says, neither. (laughs) This bitch is notorious for actually doing things and then absolutely refusing to admit that he actually does those things. So I don't buy this for one fucking moment. (laughs) Love you, girl. (laughs) Stupid bitch. My straight brother Ryan says as follows, production style. I'm putting on a grade A performance. Oh God, I just got a visual. It's so disgusting. (laughs) Why do I ask my brother these types of fucking questions? I don't know. But he continues. So if I'm putting on a grade A performance, then they need to do as well. Amateur is too vanilla for me. I need that nasty Shit. If I'm not ashamed after, then I'm not doing it right. (laughs) You know, the ironic twist to this specific answer is the fact that this is the only straight porn answer that I collected this week. And it sort of sounds like the straight porn world might be a little bit more productionally driven in regards to like what straight guys want to watch in porn versus... In the gay world, we're all about the amateur OnlyFans bullshit. This is really an interesting topic that I just now am being made aware of. Can anybody out there in the world who is into street porn verify any of this? I really just want to know. Kyle says, uh, hmm, I guess production. Better camera work and views of the important bits. Amateurs do have a much more authentic feel, though, and definitely seem like they're way more into each other, which is really hot. (laughs) 
So it sort of sounds like Kyle's a little bit indecisive about like nailing down which one he prefers. However, I will say the whole idea that he just brought up right now about amateur porn and guys being way more into the sex itself, that sells it for me so much fucking more than anything that could ever be produced out of a protection style porn, period. Jeffrey says, I pay way too much money a month in OnlyFans subscriptions. Amateur all the way. Peter says, amateur 100%. Does anybody really watch like big production porn anymore? <laughs> well, Peter, we'll be getting into that a little bit later on in this week's expose. Roberto says, amateur. Drew says, amateur. Dimitri says, well, I hate that production style porn is all specific genres. So specific targets to specific people, to specific types of people who watch porn just so they can make their money. With amateur porn, you really just know that you don't have to worry about any specific taste. It's just real, raw, authentic sex. And to me, that is much more hot than any storyline leading in to porn. Keshev says, amateur. It feels more real and usually has actual deep breeding versus studio porn, which has a guy having to pull out and do a visual cum shot. I also dislike studio porn that is staged to look like amateur. I can usually tell, and to me, it's a turnoff. Morgan says, Ugh, you guys, this is a long-ass answer, but it's a really good one, so I'm going to try my very best to get through. Honestly, Morgan, congratulations. You just officially won the literal longest award in my gay expose podcast history. <laughs> but Morgan says as follows. Hmm, it depends on the amateur porn or the studio porn. I feel like we all start off by watching studio porn. We click enter, confirming our age of 18 years, or if we're older than 21. And we're really not. Starting at a really young age, studio porn is such a fantasy with the hottest guys. It's not like the real life by any means. I mean, it can be for hot people. The standards are set so high and expectations are unrealistic. You know, that's not always attainable, unless in fact you are as hot as the porn star. But their personalities tend to be conceited and inflated. Not all, but they can be full of themselves. We'll never really be fit, ripped, muscular, masculine, perfect as screen porn stars. Although I can always rely on trailers, copyrighted booklet materials to look up my favorite porn stars, it'll never be the real deal. Mensurfer.com is a website to just binge watch porn. It's all a facade. I think it's hot when guys are straight and show strong chemistry with their scene partners or when it's a straight by with gay. Okay, so literally he's going on and on. This is a lot. And honestly, I, I really like this. I, I need more, but I'm going to actually just jump over to the part where he gets into like amateur or content created Material. So Morgan says this. 
So you get the gist of it, right, about what he's saying about studio porn. Yes, it's all a facade and a fantasy and really just not realistic. Kind of like Disney princess bullshit (laughs) for porn. Moving into creator content material, it seems to be more personal and intimate, which I believe many of us crave and want, but tend to seek out fantasies instead. Our minds are programmed to just want what's not real. You pay for the content and you get the behind the scenes homemade amateur porn. And as a fan, you seem to be more connected to your favorite porn star, but at a cost. As a subscriber, you get to give ideas, get custom-made content. Okay, so basically what we're getting at here is it's like a catch-22. So here's what we really want, the fantasy. And here's what we want, on the other hand, the real intimate connection with the artist. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I really, let me see if I can sort of maneuver through where he goes down to the end. Let me see what his final... Uh, Like I said, this is a really fucking long answer. (laughs) Let's see. Um, Yeah, he talks about cash grabs, gay for pay. He just goes into a whole lot of other stuff. Straight guys, blah, 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 etc. Twitter viral videos. He really just touched every single fucking... This, by the way, was a person that I maybe should have just fucking interviewed for this specific topic... That's the answer I'm getting from Morgan this week. Thanks, Morgan, for chiming in. This person who chooses to remain anonymous says as follows. (laughs) I don't watch porn. I just make my own. And, you know, this is a very interesting answer because if you don't really have something to compare to what you're actually creating on your own, then how do you create it? I just have to know. (laughs) Paul says, always amateur. Jason says, for me, it's only, only fans. Jeremiah says, real, not directed. Sergio says, (laughs) my God, this is a huge ass text. There's so much to read here. Uh, Sergio's one of my friends who's actually super detail-minded. And so I actually kind of appreciate that kind of shit in regards to some of the content for the show. Because honestly, like if I had a dime for every single person who simply answered with the one word amateur, and that's it, I'd be fucking rich this week. So therefore, I kind of appreciate this shit. So that being said, Sergio says as follows. It all depends on my mood. More often, amateur has been more of a turn on because it just feels more real. If it's feeling good or some pain, they aren't acting. Production can take two to three hours just to film a 30 minute video, but you tend to see a little bit more penetration easier. With the creation of OnlyFans, even if it's not on one of those sites in particular, amateur style has just gotten better and is usually bare. Euro has some of the worst production porn out there, but only the ones where they fake and say, ooh, ah, 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 way too extreme and over and over again. They way overdo it, and it's such a turnoff. 
They may have some of the biggest dicks and the best bodies, but if you're sitting there listening to all of those oohs and ahs, it just gets annoying and a complete turnoff. Now, since I'll need to get off at some point today, hmm, what porn should I put on? <laughs> you want ginger porn, Sergio. Might I suggest ginger porn? <laughs> since apparently that's a fucking thing now. <laughs> Daniel says, amateur all the way. It's way hotter watching regular hot people fuck and suck than it is to watch production models fuck away their sadness. <laughs> I sort of get what he is saying here because like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. There are so many like production style videos where literally it looks like the top's about to fall asleep with every fucking thrust it just put a little, like, more shit into it. And that's why amateur, to me, is all the more enticing. Because it's actual, real, live sex. Kevin says... <laughs> Production-style porn is so fucking boring. I mean, you hire an actor who is probably too hot and doesn't really put on a show when it comes to having sex in his own personal life in the bedroom. Also, he may not be into the person he's fucking because it's just another actor that they selected. But the one that really takes the cake for me as to why I don't really care for production porn is that they're almost always wearing fucking condoms. No, rip that shit off and do it bareback. And that is why I prefer amateur porn. There's no condoms. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys knew this fucking bitch, you would be laughing right alongside me. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> He's not wrong though. I will say, whenever I do see porns where guys are wearing condoms, I do get a little turned off by it. Is that normal? Does anybody know or can confirm that information? Or is that just like a personal thing? <laughs> Bareback is fucking hot, for sure. And as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant cluster fuck of really just all over the place. And honestly, I have to say, even though amateur porn definitely won the battle this week, I do really feel like I felt going into this that I, I, I thought it would have like a higher percentage of favored amateur answers versus the fact that there are actually people out there that I guess prefer studio porn still. And why? <laughs> but really, I mean, honestly, at the end of all of it, we just love our amateur porn. So I think for me, the reason why I specifically prefer amateur style porn is that in my mind, I'm feeling like this is like real authentic sex. Whereas sometimes I'll stumble upon like, you know, a production style porn to jerk off to it, for example. And maybe I clicked on this one in specific because I felt like the guy was hot or it's like a type of guy that's like my style or some shit like that. And really, it just gets super fucking boring. And if I have to fast forward through enough shit until we get to the good stuff, then I'm completely, I've lost interest and I'm going on to the next video. And that's just the way it goes with me. So therefore, I prefer amateur because, well, 
you just right out of the gate start with like the sucking and fucking and all of it. And that is just really at the end of all of this shit. Isn't that what we only want is just to see the sucking and fucking <laughs> and none of that other bullshit that like dialogue and bad acting, blah, 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 bullshit. We just want raw, rough, amateur porn. And with that, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose, and you'll find out all the reasons why I prefer that guy to actually hold up an iPhone and say, Lights, camera, sex tape. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. Once upon a time, long, long ago, there was this thing called production style porn where actual production companies would hire actors to act as if they were doing a sex scene for a porn. I mean, listen, guys, I know the kids don't understand what this shit is, and I know that I'm being a little fucking sarcastic because I think we all know what production-style porn is, but it's really very that. Like, we're going to a place, I feel, where production-style porn is probably going to be extinct within the next, like, fucking, like, 10 years. That's my fucking prediction because at this moment, amateur porn reigns supreme. And it's so interesting to see the shift from, you know, amateur porn versus these production-style porns and, like, how everything's just sort of shifted in that direction of, OnlyFans specifically. Thanks mostly in part to COVID, where all of these famous gay porn stars realized that the real money was in their OnlyFans and that they can make these videos on their own and make the money themselves. And they weren't being paid these low wages by production companies and having to do stupid, like, pizza delivery lines and fucking, oh, I really need the job real bad scenarios. And I mean, all of that is just out the fucking door because none of us wanted to see that shit anyways. I mean, at least for me, that was not my specific. I mean, I always fast forwarded through that shit to get to the good shit. And like with 
all of these OnlyFans and all of this amateur porn that you search out on Pornhub, for example, it's all very that. It just gets right to the good shit. You just immediately get on a video and you see the two guys or four guys or eight guys or whatever. They're just fucking right away. And that's what we fucking want when we seek out porn. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong? I have a close friend who actually lives with a guy who went to school, got like, I think, okay, I'm I'm totally guessing in the dark because I know this was mentioned once and I don't know the specifics of like what his degree was. But I think he went to like Stanford, if I'm not mistaken, and got like a really good degree and, you know, had a career goal and all of that shit was falling into play. And then he has a really big dick. So he just started an OnlyFans. And then what he learned was that he was making really fucking good money on his OnlyFans. And so he quit his like goals and dreams of like this big career from this big name school. And he just decided that he was only going to do OnlyFans. I think my friend told me he was making, I don't even know. I don't want to say it, but basically enough to live, like enough to take his full-blown expensive ass education and throw it all out the door just to basically have sex with random guys on Grindr and film it and put it on your OnlyFans. I mean, really, if you think about it, it kind of does sound like a dream come true job. <laughs> As I've stated so many times on this show, I think for me, I, I, I love porn. And I always imagined that my dream job would be a porn star fluffer in training. But here's the thing, you guys. Porn stars, that's not really a thing anymore. In fact... All of these porn stars that we might recognize on a regular basis are all now, as I stated before, doing their very own OnlyFans and giving their middle finger to these production deals. Funny enough, ironically, this friend that I was talking about whose roommate is like full-blown into the OnlyFans gig, I randomly stumbled upon him in a porn and apparently now he's trying to take the production-style porn route. (laughs) <laughs> so he's kind of going backwards, but I, I saw him in a few videos actually for the the Missionary Boys or whatever that franchise is where it's like always like, you know, I think it fo- focuses on the Mormon faith and it's like the, I don't even know what the fuck they call themselves, but like the daddy who is in charge or a leader of some sort and then the little innocent like Mormon boy comes in and gets like completely his ass annihilated by this big daddy like he's in that franchise which has been a very popular franchise and it's all over the place but he's now doing those videos so I kind of am curious to see how all of that shit will play itself out for him and I think he's maybe just trying to like solidify more of a career but if I had advice for him I would say maybe just stick to the OnlyFans shit and see how you can expand on that and get something more out of that. I mean, that's, I mean, obviously misguided advice because I don't have an OnlyFans and I don't know what he's making. But according to my friend, it's good fucking money. And so we're living in this world, you guys, where I think that most of us are being a little bit more expose to this amateur slash OnlyFans style porn. Like, fuck all the produced porn. Fuck all the boring thrust scenes where the top looks like he's falling asleep and it's just that repetitive motion, motion, motion. And it's like the bottom screaming, but you can tell he's like faking it. And like when I want to watch a fucking porn, I want to see 
the actual like pain in the bottom's eye as he's getting fucked by that huge dick. <laughs> like I want him, I want to be convinced by his fucking moans. I don't want to like just know that he's being paid to fake those fucking moans. That's not the shit I want to see. I want to see real, raw, fucked up, animalistic, like nasty, raunchy, fake, filmed on an iPhone that's shaky sex. That's what I fucking want to jerk off to. (laughs) The other thing that I'd like to mention too is like, you know, somebody like me who considers themselves to be a professional connoisseur in regards to like finding porn and familiarizing myself with many and most, if not all, of the porn stars out there. I mean, I recognize porn stars more than I recognize regular customers who come into my fucking restaurant. And that's just fucking fact because you see the same shit over and over again and it just gets ingrained in your mind. I know most of their names. I could probably tell you their backstories, blah, 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 etc. But I mean, I think, again, like I said, I think we're getting to a place where in the next 10 years, I'm calling it right here, live on my gay expose podcast, production style porn will be extinct one day. Next 10 years, guaranteed, I promise you. You heard it here first. (laughs) But on that note, you know, aside from OnlyFans, before OnlyFans became so big because of COVID, and I feel truthfully that's the only reason why it blew up in the way that it did, was because these big porn stars couldn't go to the production studio and film a film that they were paid to film because we were in a COVID lockdown. So like all of these guys had to improvise and come up with their own OnlyFans and maybe showcase some of their own videos and footage and shit that they did in the privacy of their own home, etc. So it just became a very lucrative business. But I do feel before OnlyFans blew up in our faces, I did, I think that amateur porn was making its rounds in the interest of people, because I do really fervently feel like we sort of talked about this week in the Yorge Expose segment. And as you heard, the majority of everyone really just appreciates the amateur style of porn far more than the production style porn, because we want that real raw nitty gritty shit like I just talked about. We don't want the like fake, like, cut let's try that again bullshit like fuck that shit like I don't give a fuck like how well waxed you are how you're oiled up before you're seen I don't give a shit about any of that all I want to see is that real raw like nasty fucking shit real stuff the good stuff so that being said in this realm of I I guess pre- OnlyFans amateurs emergence in today's gay society, I had a few situations that I stumbled upon friends randomly when I was still living in Sacramento way back when, where I saw them on Tumblr. Do you guys remember Tumblr? I know the kids don't know what Tumblr is and I'm totally fucking showing my age, but Tumblr really shot itself in the foot a few years back when they announced that they were officially taking porn off like a the format itself, because we all only had a Tumblr because of porn. That was it. And I think we've sort of solidified Twitter as that replacement for the Tumblr situation in current day society, because, I mean, who doesn't only 
log into Twitter for a quick wank. I mean, I'm the first person to admit that out loud and proud because there's really not a whole hell of a lot else that I ever do on Twitter. I, I'm pretty confident that the only reason why I even have a fucking Twitter is for porn. And that's it. But Tumblr was the very same way back in the day before they took this all away. And one day I was just scrolling through Tumblr at random. And I think I was like trying to find some stuff to jerk off to. I don't know. But I randomly found a bunch of photos on this specific Tumblr feed that were a guy that I just like so happened to meet through a couple of friends in like the Sacramento scene. And him and I, like, we became friends. We exchanged numbers. Like, we we saw each other at every single, like, get-together and friend circle bullshit thing that we had thrown and all of it. And, I mean, I had kind of almost forgot about him once I moved to San Francisco. But that one day at random, I pulled up these fucking photos. And I'm going to tell you when I say they were fucking hot. But this was the first moment I realized, like, holy fuck. We're all sending nudes back and forth to each other on Grinder. How many of these photos from this guy were actual photos that he wanted to get out there versus somebody else is just posting his shit out there on fucking from a Grinder nude that he screenshot or some shit like that? Like I th- I feel like the apps kind of protect screenshotting situations now, but that was not always the case. And so you would randomly find these dick pics and like these nude photos of these people that you'd know and you'd be like, oh my God, like I wonder if they know that this is floating around. So there was this guy I met in Sacramento. He didn't live far from where I was living when I was living in this house specifically in like the Carmichael region for a couple of years. And so we met each other on Grinder. He was really cool, really chill. He invited me over for a fuck. But I remember the dick pic that he initially sent me to get me to go over. So it was a really big dick. It was a really hot dick. And it was basically him laying in his bed and he had like this comforter that was like unmistakable because of the pattern in the comforter. It was just a really nice photo. So it got my attention and I was instantly on my way over to his house to fuck. And he became one of my new fuck buddies. Like we really didn't hang out outside of the bedroom I mean, we did here and there a couple times, but we really just, all we wanted to do was have sex because the sex was good between us. So we kept revisiting. So one day, about maybe a year or so since I had established this friends with benefits type situation with this specific guy, I, this guy was chatting with me on Grinder, and he was trying to get me to come over to fuck him and all this other bullshit. And so he suddenly sends me a nude photo of What I remembered as that very first dick pic that this guy, my friends with benefits, had sent me initially with that unmistakable pattern on the comforter. And I knew that that wasn't his dick. So I then asked the guy, like, hey, so is this your dick? And he was like, yeah, I wouldn't send you this photo if it wasn't my dick. And I was like, I've seen this photo before. And it was like, okay, well, it's possible that you saw it out in the world. And I was like, no, 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 no. I've seen this dick up close and personally. Like, I've actually sucked it. Like, I've actually sat on it. I have had this dick deep with in my ass. And you were not on the receiving end of that dick, I, I have to say. So I don't 
think this is your dick. And I actually know the person who owns this dick. And so I think that you should probably not try and catfish people with somebody's dick that is not your own. Well, of course, the guy immediately blocked me. And so I called this friend. I was like, hey, just heads up. There's this guy that's like using your dick pic. So just maybe be a little bit more careful who you're sending your dick pics to. <laughs> and, you know, he was appreciative, you know, whatever. But, you know, fast forward to San Francisco, you start meeting all of these people that you start to like hook up with and, you know, this and that and et cetera. And I always had that moment, that story, that opening story in my mind about that first time back in 2010 when I walked in that guy's house, just a random grinder hookup. All he wanted to do was have me suck his dick before work. It was just like a quick in and out. And, and then he asked me to film. And I didn't really know because of all of this, all of this shit that happens to people that you know, and you suddenly run into their photos on Tumblr and Twitter and all of it. It's just, it's just, it's risky. So, you know, and then again, fast forward to 2017, I fucking, to my fucking dumbfounded shock, find my video of me sucking that guy's dick. And God only knows how long that's been out there. And clearly he showed other people who maybe he didn't specifically post it initially, but maybe somebody else did. Oh, it's just a hot mess. So when this guy that I met named Christopher first approached me on a grinder inquiry around this 2018, 2017 timeframe, he made it very clear from the get-go that he was really into filming and he wanted me to come over so that he could film us having sex. So this is the first time that I, like, it was actually brought to my attention before. So I had time to think about it before I responded to him. And I wasn't face-to-face. And I wasn't in person. And I I didn't feel, like, the pressure to just get on my knees right then and there and do it. I actually had the option to decline in this moment. So he sent me a sample photo of him fucking a guy. And it was really hot, you guys. Like, he it was very amateur in that he was holding the phone. He was just fucking the guy's ass. You saw his dick. He sucked like his dick, but you never actually saw him himself, the guy that was trying to get me to come over. He just filmed the dude that was servicing him. So I was so enthralled by this video. I thought it was so fucking hot that I ultimately decided to go through with it. So I went through the motions of going to him. We filmed. I asked for a copy of the film like he had sent me the other guys before. And he was happy to do so. So he sent it to me and, you know, I was really hot. I liked it. I was into it. I actually jerked off to it a few times, etc. But then I thought after the fact, and I don't even fucking know why I didn't think about it beforehand, but then I suddenly thought like, holy fuck, like he sent this other dude's video to me to get me to come in. What are you think the odds are that he's using my video to entice other guys to do the very same fucking thing? And I suddenly realized that this whole amateur filming thing was a little bit bigger than I expected it to be. It was just a whole hell of a lot more. And I think I needed to be just a lot more fucking careful with who I shared myself with on film. So now that we're sitting here in this moment where OnlyFans is like a total fucking thing, I'm kind of surprised When, okay, so here's the deal. Basically, let me just back up for a hot minute. So I personally just absolutely fucking refuse to pay for porn. So subscribing to anyone's OnlyFans is just not something I'm ever fucking willing to do because after all, there's so much fucking free porn out there. And it's not like I 
watch porn because I think it's like great fucking television. <laughs> it's because I'm fucking trying to jerk off. Like that's the only reason why I, it's a big part of my life. So I'm not looking for anything in specific. I just want to like fucking get off. So I don't want to pay for something if it's going to give me the exact same outcome, a come, as the free shit. So there's no point. But then when this whole OnlyFans thing started emerging and post-COVID, it just became this really big thing and all the fucking porn stars are doing it and they were doing exclusive content and shit you can't get anywhere else, blah, blah, blah. Now I sort of feel like OnlyFans has found its niche market. Before, you could just do it, like have sex and film it and put it on your OnlyFans and that was it. But now some of these porn stars are saying that they are doing shit that you can't get anywhere else. And so it becomes a little bit more intriguing. So for a future episode, you guys, I did a little research project where I did specifically subscribe to four OnlyFans accounts to see if there is a real difference between what I'm seeing on these accounts and if it's worth paying the money versus just the free shit that you can get. And I'm not going to tell you what the results are because that's a future expose. But I will say this. I don't believe how many fucking people I know who are doing these OnlyFans videos. And I'm not talking about the actual OnlyFans accounts, like the star account. I'm talking about the guys that they're fucking. So basically, there's a couple guys I follow in San Francisco and they're really just hitting on guys like on Grindr and having them come over and like fully disclosing that they're filming and all of it. I am absolutely fucking mind blown to the point of just like dumbfounded shock. How many, how many, you guys, friends, people I know, acquaintances, people I randomly met at a bar through a front. I just, they are all doing this OnlyFans thing. I had no fucking idea because to this point, I had never subscribed. But really, the entire San Francisco gay community in some moment has been in some sort of OnlyFans video. And I'm shocked. I, it's, there's actually one specific guy who he he's the creator of a very huge gay viral meme account that I won't talk about openly. And he is based in San Francisco. And I've met him in person a few times. We have a couple mutual friends, etc. I would be willing to bet that if you're listening to this show, you know exactly who he is. You, like his memes have gone viral so significantly. He has a huge following. And I was going through this one specific account and I found him, him getting fucked in a video. And I was just beyond shocked just beyond shocked. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's just crazy, you guys. All these people are just fucking on OnlyFans these days. I just, I guess I missed that memo. <laughs> but the memo that I did get was the first time that I actually agreed to do an actual full-on, like, amateur-style porn that would be published on a website that would get a lot of viewership and attention. And I didn't really know going in that it was going to be this big of a production. So long story short, I met a guy. He had an account on Xtube, which by the way, Xtube, I'm saying this with full on confidence because 
Xtube no longer exists. But it basically was like a free version of an OnlyFans. So in other words, these guys would like be able to create their own accounts and they would actually have guys come over and they would fuck and it would be like a series of posts and videos of the same person fucking different random guys. So that's what this specific guy did. Now this guy, you guys, the way that I could describe him and all of these San Francisco gays are going to know exactly who this fucking is. So it's a little mortifying, but I don't give a shit. This, I just don't give a fuck. So I'm just going to say it anyways. He was about 6'2". He has, he's black, very long dreadlocks, very distinguishable. You could pick him out of a crowd. Everyone in SF pretty much knows who this guy is because he's, huge slut just like me and he like seeks out guys on grinder to specifically do these fucking videos so again i'd like to preface this is pre OnlyFans blow up okay just for the record so he's doing all of this shit for fucking free so he asked me to come over he asked you know if i'd be willing to do a film he openly disclosed that it would be put on an account and i Again, I think that I hadn't, you know, I had done the shit with Christopher, but I didn't do full on sex with him. And I had done the shit with a guy back in 2010, but I was just blowing him. And so this was just a little bit more enticing to me to actually have this full on fuck session with this guy and have it published on his account. So I was all in. You guys, when I say that he blew my fucking world, I literally came twice in that video. No joke. And honestly, it was so fucking hot to a place that I'm not ashamed to admit that I have jerked off to that video so many fucking times in the past. <laughs> but the sad part is, is now that X2 no longer exists, it the video's not there. But it literally, it was like over an hour's worth of film footage. All these different positions, all these different things we did. Me coming twice. Like, it was so fucking hot. And you guys, he had a huge, giant dick. When I say that I was screaming throughout that entire video, that's not an exaggeration. I was fucking screaming my guts out. So yeah, so that was my first debut. But what I didn't know is when I actually went for the first time to rewatch the video, because he sent me a text and he was like, hey, heads up, publish the video, tell me what you think. I was so fucking beyond shocked to find that not only did this guy have a huge fucking following, but all of the videos successively before me were also people I recognized and somewhat knew, but also thousands, thousands of views, you guys, within the first fucking couple of hours of its published view. Like thousands! <laughs> I, I mean, there was no going back at that point, but I had no idea the magnitude and how many people were going to actually tell me that they've watched his video and saw me having sex with this guy. And I was kind of a little bit mortified, but also, uh, whatever, I don't give a shit. I did it. It's done. It's out there. And truth be told, ever since Xtube went under or sold or deleted itself or whatever the fuck happened, because I really don't know, he, uh, the, I, I can't find that fucking video because it was such a hot video. I wanted to like see if there was a way that I could save it, but it's no longer according to my knowledge, in existence as we speak, because I've had a couple of conversations with the guy since, and he claims that he doesn't think that it's any of his videos are out there anymore because he only posted on Xtube. But you guys, people are taking your fucking shit and putting it on other formats all the time. So if you find my porn out there one day where I'm fucking a hot, 
six foot two dreadlock black man with a huge dick. And I'm screaming my fucking lungs out. Will you just do me a solid and let me know? <laughs> So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot this week. Uh, listen, at any rate, we just learned that amateur porn reigns supreme and that production style porn studio-related bullshit, cut, try it again, all of that BS, is probably on its way out the door sooner than all of us actually might think. And it is so crazy to think about all the people that you might be surrounded by in your very own home community who basically is fucking some OnlyFans star to make content for their OnlyFans. It blew my mind to find people, literally, whether I knew them like from just meeting them once in a group of friends or whether I actually know who they are as people within this community, they're all on this OnlyFans gig. And it surprises me so much, but yet at the same time, it is San Francisco, so it shouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But I really just want to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think? Have you ever seen anyone that you know fucking a guy on OnlyFans? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me all about it. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars. Follow on Spotify. Don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Positive Plus One, all at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, MyGayExposePodcast.com. And there you'll find any information you need to know about the show including the official show question for the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And don't forget to actually check out Bossy Power Bottom Wear at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and pick out your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride related event or just shit that you want to wear to the gym to ensure that that hot jock top will fuck you in the showers. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will hold my iPhone up with you and say lights, camera, sex tape with all of you next time. Oh, 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 oh,
Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.